was. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He's been right. All in. right. We are we're live and I'm gonna go ahead and introduce us. Um Okay, are we good? Everybody yeah. everybody good? Everybody has good, some, yeah. some signals and what have you. Um all Excuse right. Me. From the low desert of the great American Southwest, this is the Electric Batcast. I'm Mikhail. I'm the uh, showrunner and producer for Rachel's brand new <laughs> blockbuster podcast called The Electric Batcast. This is Rachel Bess. I'm Rachel. And we are joined by a very, very special guest today uh, from Stern Pinball. Mr. Mike Vinicor. Hello, everybody. I came all the way here from Chicago just to hang out with you yeah. guys and be on your show. Cheers. We're we, grateful. We have oh. some. Uh, we have some hot chocolate yeah. here. I got water, but it's always yeah. Del Taco water. Del Taco water. Yeah. <laughs> How do I drink this with a mic in front of my face? You need a straw. Oh, you do. Need, you need like a. Uh, but then I can't get the marshmallows. A metal straw. Well, they, you save them for the end, and that's like oh. your treat for finishing um, the hot chocolate. Yeah. Let's see. Does this thing right? Oh, I don't need that. What do I need? Here we go. Mike, Mike, you're in Phoenix. I am it for the first time in four years. Yeah. What do you think so far? Oh, I love it here. First of all, it's winter back home mm -hmm. in Chicago. So yeah. the fact that it was like 78 degrees and I kind of wished I wore shorts today <laughs> was a huge plus. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the, the, the weather was just absolutely perfect. It's, you know, the scenery is nice. It's For sure. Good change of pace. Yeah. I, I looked out and I saw a mountain. I'm like, wow, I don't get Isn't to see that, that in the sky back home because mm -hmm. everything's flat. All I see is buildings. Right, right, but, right. Uh, it's nice to be back. The last time I was here was for ZapCon and... 2019 that was four and a half years ago so cool. I, I was really excited to come back and you guys have been asking me to come back for about four and a half years yes. right right yeah. so i was glad i finally got to come out here the, like the stars and the moons aligned after a false start last week of when i was supposed to be here right i'm glad i'm glad you finally made it uh last time you were here uh you saw the original electric bat yes which was tiny yes and how many machines would you say were in the the og bat i would accurately say that there were 13 pinball machines and the original electric bat mm -hmm. and some number of video games and a bubble hockey. I okay. am really excited to come see it tomorrow when we yeah. go over there because uh, you guys expanded twice, I believe, since my last trip. We yeah. have. And and we've gone from, uh, what, what did you say, how many? 13. Machines? 13 machines to 60 yeah. pins and then a bunch of video games. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Um, everybody is really excited to play pinball with you tomorrow. You come into the the Sunday event, which is Chewy's world famous end of year bash, uh, where uh, Chewy gives out all kinds of presents to the, uh, the 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 boys and girls of the Arizona pinball scene, and, and it's uh, it's one of the the best uh, nights, days and nights in, in pinball. Uh, so, Did you know that we're giving away one of those uh, $500 Stern lights tomorrow? No, I don't even have one of those. And I work for Stern. You could win Stern. tomorrow. Yeah. I, I would love to win that because those things are fantastic looking. Right. And I could f I could carve out some space in my house for that for sure, <laughs> even though wall space is at a premium. Right, right. Uh, so the, the fans knew you were coming. 
and they we're going to open it up with a few questions. Okay. And, and then, by the way, fans, I I have a couple things to, to prizes to donate to the prize pool oh, tomorrow cool. as well. Yeah, very so. cool. Uh, you've shown me a few of them, yes. and, and some of them are very special. Yes. Nothing you can you can buy online or Correct. purchase yeah, at a nothing, store. Nothing that we sell on the website. This is this is, this is uh, uh, something truly uh, special, and I, and I can't wait to uh, for the fans to see this. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start out with a question so we're, these we're not, are not for mike oh we're starting right here the, these are thank for you, mike these are general so questions thank you so much mm-hmm. i'll uh, answer the general ones too i'm a, I'm, a, I'm it's it's fair game as long as the general question isn't hey uh-huh. what's the next stern game or when's the next stern game coming out <laughs> or what's your dream theme i right, can't those right. are things i cannot answer so let's get right into it. Yeah. Uh, this is for MXV, and if you don't know, that's that's Mike's initials. Yeah. And so if you see, and, and it's my professional name, basically, is right. MXV. Yeah. Right. So uh, we see this a lot on on Stearns. They ship with your initials in there. Right. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is great. And there's the MXV skill shot. We'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Because uh, somebody asked a question about that. Okay. And, uh, so this is for MXV. What factor of design slash building a machine do you think most people are unaware of that you think should be highlighted or made public? Wow, that's a really good question. So to back it up a little bit, before the pandemic happened, Mark Guidarelli and I used to do a panel at pinball shows. We did it two or three times, I think, um, that we would highlight... Uh, the behind the scenes of Stern Pinball, but we wouldn't talk about like your Dwight Sullivan's, or your Brian Eddy's, or your John Borg's, all the people, uh, the people that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. We would talk about the dozens and dozens of people that work on those same games that people don't know who they are and what they do. Right. You know, we got like the mechanical engineers, we got the electrical engineers, mm-hmm. we got the artists, you know, like there's an entire team that does all the stuff that you see on the LCD screen. Right. Uh, Chuck Ernst leads that whole team, you know. We've got like the uh, Gabby and Letty that do that the handle the bill of materials for every game. Like they have mm-hmm. to track every single piece right down to the, every screw and washer on a game, right. you know, and, and how much it costs and keep that run thing updated as things are being developed, you know. Mm-hmm. There's so many different people that you know, all the sales and the marketing people, you know, like everybody that works in the factory to build the machines, you right. know, the people that procure the parts. So there's a lot of people right. that you don't hear about. Sure. That, but their jobs, those games would never happen if mm-hmm. it wasn't for them as well. Like right. they're every bit as important as your your play field designer, your lead programmer slash rule designer, or your rule designer, like when I help do rules, or your mm-hmm. sound man, you know, like. All that stuff, you know, all those other ones are just as important. Yeah, for but sure. But nobody talks about them on the, you know, in forums. And, and, and most importantly, the accounting department. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're the ones that have to, you know, cut our paychecks. Right, you know? right, so, right. Yeah. Make sure this this machine yeah. keeps we, running. Yes, yeah, we don't do this for free. I mean, we like to get paid for our hard work because <laughs> right. we all put in a lot of long hours yeah. to make these games. Yeah, yeah. Good deal, good deal. Uh, this is a really interesting one. This is, um, is this from Atomic Bob? Um, I haven't. We don't. We're not sure. No, I whoever, don't know who that whoever is. Whoever that's from, they'll recognize it, and we thank you for your question. Uh, this is a good one. If you had to choose a wrestler to represent each of the last four machines you worked on, who would they be? Oh wow! <laughs> now, so, so this person knows you, yeah, or, or so, knows of you. Jeez, that's a really that's a hard one. Um, 
So is it like the ones that I had, like any machine I worked on? Like, cause yeah, there's like, yeah. you know, cause some of them I just did light shows and some uh-huh. of them I did, you know, rules and some of them, a couple of them I didn't do much besides right, right. like achievements, but mm-hmm. man, those four wrestlers and they, could they be from any era of yeah, wrestling? Yeah. I'm going to say yes. Um, We're not just limiting it from 1985. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, so. I'm trying to think the last four games I worked on. So one of them would be James Bond, uh-huh. which was my largest rule design role. You know, I was the lead rule designer right. on that game. So that one would have to be like a main event, like top draw. So that's like your Stone Cold Steve Austin or your Hulk Hogan right. or your or The Rock, you know. Right. So pick one for that. Okay. And then let's see, Venom is our newest game. And I mm-hmm. helped that a little bit with rules, but not anywhere near the extent of like, you know, a Stranger Things or a Bond. Sure. So that one would be more like like a mid card guy right so and uh but the work was no still very important like mm-hmm. i think dwight and brian will tell you that my contributions were very good right. um when they asked for my help um so maybe macho man randy savage you know because right. he was like more he was much more popular for the intercontinental level but he was a one heck of a great worker you know right. in the ring and uh let's see so before that uh what was the game before venom Foo Fighters, I did expression lights on okay. there. So again, like I had nothing to do with rules or the design of mm-hmm. the game, but the expression lights, so flashy, like you know, eye candy. But, but like the but, ring girl. But Foo Fighters is a they newcomer. That's like a that's like a rookie, that's, right? That's it, a, not so much anymore because the, the women wrestle. You know, the women's division in wrestling for me these days is far more interesting than the guys wrestling. Like the women's matches and stuff. There, mm-hmm. there's so many great female wrestlers now. Like, and their match are actually more believable right. as of for me at watching than the 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 male like the men's matches you know like so i actually prefer like a wwe i rarely watch it i always watch AEW, mm-hmm. but when i watch wwe the female matches are the best ones on the show okay well there's and, a lot of like top-notch lady mma ufc but for some reason they still have ring girls i, I don't know why yeah. they're still ring yeah. girls no, i mean there's weird. no ring guys yeah, yeah. no the manager character in wrestling is like largely phased out in most places. Although AEW has its fair share. Right. When and, I was into it, you had Jimmy Hart. Right. Right. Who, by the way, bought me lunch last month when we were. Are in, you kidding When me? we were in Nashville, he took. We went to Whataburger and he treated the me for Jimmy dinner. Hart? I'm sorry, he went to lunch. It was dinner. Yeah, I went to. I have a picture. Of, wow. Like, I got a picture of him and me. It's on my Instagram. How cool. Um, yeah. Like and then, I, uh, Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. 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 He's so, sadly gone. Yeah. But, so I'd say like okay, so somebody more flashy. And um, and not to like discredit the the modern women wrestlers, so I don't want to use like a valet mm-hmm. for my. So I'll use like a just a more like flashy, flamboyant type of wrestler. Per, um, so man, it would be like a. What's a valet? Valet is like when the women, like the women managers, were often called valets. Oh, okay. And they would mm-hmm. come out with a wrestler, you know, like Elizabeth, basically Miss Elizabeth. Yes. She's you know that was Macho Man's mm-hmm. wife for a while. Oh. Um, but she was his manager. But now in modern terms, they refer to him as valets more than managers. Right. Um, so like if the woman would come out, you know, and escort the man to the ring. Are men valets or only women? They could be. I mean, they never really. I never really remember them being referred to as that. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that it wouldn't apply. Mm-hmm. Um, in today's world, it would certainly apply. Like anybody could be a valet. Like if you were, I came to the ring with you. I could be your valet. You know. Right. Okay. Um, I'm sort of your valet. Yeah, you're my valet. Yeah. yeah. You, you also drive me around. I, yeah. I tell <laughs> you where to go. And... I do drive you around. So, uh, so like, so flashier. I'll go with like uh, somebody more known for looks, like a flashy appearance, like 
this is pretty old school, but maybe like a superstar Billy Graham or okay. or Gold Dust. I'll go with oh, Gold yeah. Dust. You yeah. know, the like, Jesus guy? Gold Dust? No, Billy no, Graham. No, 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 no. He's no, a no. wrestler. He's a- <laughs> so superstar Billy Graham was like a, a jacked up muscle, muscle dude with long blonde hair. Yeah. Picture Hulk Hogan before there was Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan okay. stole most mm. of his gimmick from Superstar Billy Graham. And the two are not related. Like one, not, not, he's not the religious no, guy. No. no, I would never put the religious guy over like well, that. I, th- I thought yeah. that the uh, I thought maybe like the wrestler guy was like doing a take on. Oh the, no, like, no, he comes in like yeah, he's I know got the Bible is the thing, and he's gonna like. There has been people that done of, that ga- that that the like okay. the Bible thumper type gimmicks. So that's three. Let's Stranger see, well, Things, right? Stranger Things. So again, like that was that was my main event status, mm-hmm. but I had to share the spotlight more because it was a three man team, right? Okay. It was Brian, Lonnie, and me, and it was pretty equal. Mm-hmm. I had, did contribute a ton of the rule design to that, though. So that's more like so you guys uh, are like the Rock and Roll Express, the Fabulous Freebirds. Okay, because that was, was, was a three man tag team. Oh, so right. the Fabulous Freebirds was Stranger Things. Yeah, right. And on. you never know which two you're gonna get if it's a you know uh-huh. when it when it comes time to defend the belt. So there right you go. On. I like that. Yeah. It's uh, weird that was a, how by the way, so great, great question for whoever answered that because you yeah, know, I wish I knew who I love was. Gutter Ghoul. I remember. Oh, good. I'm I, almost positive. I love Gutter to was. mix my love of wrestling with basically all of life. Yes. You know, my Gutter, job. Um, Guttergo always comes up with uh, fantastic questions for the pod. And now we're going on to Derek Betts. This is via email. This is a good one. Okay. Um, he knows you are a music fan. And so his question is, yeah. how are you handle, handling living in a post-skinny puppy world? Skinny puppy and kiss, calling it done in the same week was a lot for me to take in. Keep up the great work on the podcast. Uh, it's the best. Well, hey, so so how are you that's with that? that again. Great question. I'm wearing a skinny puppy shirt. <laughs> right. What that, shirt were you wearing yesterday? I was wearing a different skinny puppy shirt yeah. yesterday. And you know what? I might be wearing a different one tomorrow That'd too. Be awesome. So, um, <clears throat> so it's interesting that he brought that both of those bands ended in the same week because, like, it, when I was a kid in the '70s, Kiss were superheroes to me. Like, I had the toys. I had a handful of the records. Not all of them mm-hmm. because I didn't, you know, I didn't get. I wasn't a hardcore record collector back then, but right. I loved records since the age of like five or six. Mm-hmm. So, and Kiss was one of my favorite bands in the '70s. Kiss, then it was Cheap Trick, then it was ACDC. Right. Um, the, it was just weird timing that like two of my favorite, my most favorite band of all time, and one of my all-time favorite bands mm-hmm. called it quits within days of each other. Right. right. After you know a forty-year and a fifty-year career, respectively. <clears throat> um, excuse me. <clears throat> okay. Um, I'm all choked up thinking about the loss of these good bands. <laughs> right, right. Kiss was more than do overdue. Yeah. I think Skinny Puppy might have had a lot to offer, but I mean, like those guys are in their low sixties now, and you can't do that forever. And they hadn't done, mm-hmm. they hadn't done anything. The last time I shot them was in 2015, and they hadn't done a record since the year before and they haven't right. toured since then or wow. played a single show until this year. So I, the, it seemed like they were done anyway. Mm-hmm. And then they seemed, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're going to do this farewell tour. I was grateful for the opportunity to see them three last times on this tour. I shot all three nights in Chicago, but most times your favorite band or even not any band will typically get in a fight, call it quits, or they just decide they're done mm-hmm. and they don't, 
the fans don't get the opportunity to know this ahead of time so they can go say goodbye right. and, and have like one last hurrah. I, it was great for a skinny puppy fan, especially one like as big as me to have an opportunity to be like, all right, this is it. I know it going in so I could really soak it in. And I was grateful. I was given the opportunity to shoot all three nights here wow. so I could document it. And yeah. I got the best pictures I've ever taken of any of the times I shot them over the years. Where, where can people see these? Oh, um, or can uh, they? Yeah, they can on, on my website, The Punk Vault, okay. which if you go to punkvinyl.com, P-U-N-K-V-I-N-Y-L, or mm-hmm. punkvault.com will also take you there. Cool. Um, there are, all my pictures are on there. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, like I said, the best pictures I ever shot of them on any tour. So I was really proud. Like it was a great ending for me, like three nights in a row. My favorite band, the shows were fantastic. So they went out on a real high note mm-hmm. and I got to capture some you know, the best images I've ever done of my favorite band. So sure. I will cool. miss them, but I'd rather them go out on top and leave a flawless discography behind mm-hmm. and a perfect legacy than to like wear out their welcome, for which sure. a lot of bands do. I was just going through the catalog, just listening to it, yeah. like, you know, beginning to end kind of stuff the other night. Uh, man, good stuff. And we were actually looking at those photos before. I didn't tell you about any of these um, questions ahead of time. I thought that was funny that you happened to bring, hey, check out my skinny puppy pictures. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I didn't know if you saw them. I'm real proud of them. I, yeah, so much so that I went and had prints made of a few just to hang them in my home. Um, and I rearranged stuff in the house to make room to put them in, like in like key areas where most people will see them if they come over. For people that don't know, Mike and I, whenever we get together, like to talk about mm. industrial music. Yeah, That's yeah. So our shared. I was a huge punk. I mean, I'm still a big punk rock guy, but I mean, punk rock was what changed my life. But industrial music was a very like a different spin on punk rock for me in the late '80s early 90s and that again life-changing especially and my favorite band is an industrial band so like i have a huge affinity for that stuff and i still listen to it all the time Hmm. it's what you know it's awesome very cool you know one of our our bartenders uh, her name is dusty and she just finished doing a a little tour with the darts and when they were in san francisco they were hanging out with jello and i thought that was funny she was just telling me that tonight oh wow that's awesome yeah Yeah. he's a you know one of my punk rock legends icons you know yeah my punk rock heroes yeah dusty's super cool um she is a rock star and one of our our bartenders at the tiki bar uh will mike meet her tomorrow I was just going to ask that. I don't know if she's working tomorrow or if someone else is. Maybe. Either way. Well, we'll tell her to she's come great. hang out. She, yeah. can, she can come hang out with us. Thank you so much, Derek Betts. Thank you so much your, for your being Your listeners like, have great questions, by the way. Like, yeah, I'm really enjoying attention. Yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying these. Now, this is, uh, this is our friend uh, from, from across the pond, uh, Hugh Jorgen. Remember Mr. Jorgen? Uh, Hugh Jorgen says, hey, guys. If you have Mike V on, then firstly, congratulate him on his involvement with Bond. We do have him on right now. and uh, Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. On thank you. Thank we, you. We love Bond. Uh, he says, what a great game. Easily my favorite game. Wow, that's high praise. Right. I, from I, a huge organ. From a huge organ. Yeah. Man, I love playing that thing. If you could ask him if he could do just one thing and make the Bond Girl multiplier slash smart missile button either completely different colors or maybe a long press for multiplier and then quick press for missile. Pink and red are a little close in shades when you're in the thick of it. 
and quickly press for one and get the other. I don't know how many times I've wasted a multiplier when I thought it was a missile. So wow. it's funny you say that. I'm weighing. I have this uh, this inner battle happening in my head of do I answer this question or and and what's my risk of getting fired? <laughs> so I'm gonna roll the dice and tell you this is an exclusive for the okay. Um, we are changing one of those colors, so Ooh. it will be more discernible uh, that they're two different things. The red, and we we agreed that the red and the pink were too close together, mm -hmm. so that I won't tell you what it's changing to, okay. but that will be changing. And really, you just decided that on the fly because <clears throat> old Hugh Jorgen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wrote it. I, yeah. I bet Mr. Jorgen is going to be very excited to hear yeah. that. Hugh yeah. Jorgensen. Right. And yeah. thank, you, thank you. Is that Al's nephew yeah. or something? Yeah. Oh, we're going to the next one. Uh, number three. Uh, this is from our friend Roland. Uh, he's a, a great He was the drummer in Big Black. Really? Well, the Big Black had a drum machine, and Roland was the drum machine, but they would credit the drum. It said Roland drum, so they treated Roland like he was a band member, even though it was a drum machine. You know what's so great about Good this? This Roland, who I think you'll meet him tomorrow. Okay. He wears Roland gear. Really? Like, yeah. The, That's awesome. Yeah, the keyboard folks. Uh, I actually turned him on to it. I was like, did you realize Roland is now a lifestyle brand? And he bought a hoodie, a shirt, and I told him there are socks available. So um, he'll, he'll enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> his um, He wants your opinion on shirt wipers. The the guys who play pinball who wipe the machine down with their shirt. This maneuver. You know what? I have done that in a pinch. <laughs> And I'll tell you why, because like sometimes you know I don't really play in tournaments like uh -huh. ever, but um, it was same thing applies in pinball league, which I do play in one. Some people sweat a lot when they play the game, mm -hmm. and a lot of there's a small handful of people that play in my league that bring a towel to wipe down the game. Right. We and, sell one. Yeah, do you? That's yeah. super we'll, smart. We'll hook you up tomorrow. So, okay. Yeah. Please. It'll yeah. make a great Christmas present. It's available on our website. It's, does it have a little hook where I could hook yes. it to my? It's oh, a carabiner. That's brilliant. Yes. Perfect. So. I've done that in a pinch when I know that some sweaty guy, greasy fellas, yes, and yeah. you know I'm not going to call out anybody by name, but I've done the t-shirt technique, and it's better than putting your hands in mm -hmm. a pool of sweat. Right, right. But then Good. you have their sweat up against your stomach. It's true. Um, usually my shirt's long enough where I try to do the bottom so it's not touching my skin. Um, but yeah, I mean it's better than you know the alternative, but ideally you'd have a uh, so we'll get you a bat uh, towel. Yeah, please, you'd have a towel. So because uh, it's gross, you know. Yeah. And then and I carry hand sanitizer wherever I go. So I mean every time I touch a game, like yeah. you guys will see me tomorrow if I play anything, and I will. Mm -hmm. um, I, as soon as I'm done with the ball, if it's a multiplayer game, I'm squirting that stuff all over my hands because I tend to get sick a lot, you know. Like and right. and and it's, and now in a like a post-covid world although we're never going to be post-covid but you know what i mean like i'm even more like uh germophobic than i used to be sure we're, we're all more aware of it yeah and, yeah uh, for sure we wish people would stop breathing on us <laughs> yeah i and, mean i just got over covid which is why i had to delay my trip by a mm -hmm. week because i went to go get some medical tests done that my doctor ordered for something else and some kid was in there coughing up a storm without covering her mouth, mm -hmm. coughed right at me. And wow. I could guarantee you, since it was also in the same room as the urgent care was, yeah. that the kid probably had COVID. 100%. And, you know, the timeline matched up.
up or my symptoms five days later. I'm like, man. Bingo, bango. <laughs> yep. Uh, good deal. Uh, Roland would also like to know your thoughts on bananas. And what he means by this is uh, we have this um, uh, long-running uh, gig on our Discord where we talk about the the ripeness of of bananas and when they're good to eat. Do you, this is not a metaphor. It's a... Oh, no, no. I, 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 not, <laughs> do you, I don't think do you, there's any penis jokes happening here. Like, right, I, right. I get it. Do you I, eat I, bananas? I, yes, I do. Okay. Like, so... I'm not the, I'm not, as you guys, I don't, you've known me for a few years, but you might not have come to the conclusion that I'm not the picture of health, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, for example, we went to In-N-Out Burger yesterday and Del Taco today, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but. But this, this is a so special I, occasion. Right, but right. it is. And I don't. You don't have. I don't have either one of them right. back home. And I don't eat a lot of hamburgers anymore mm -hmm. back home. I save it for when I travel. Or right. when we travel and or you take us to Kumas. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like In fact, that one, I kept my promise. Like I'm not going back there until the spring because I went to Kumas three times this year and you've seen, been there now, you know, like that's too much of a blowout to do more of that. Yeah. Three times for me is pushing it based on my recent health history. Anyway, but so I don't eat a lot of fruit and vegetables. I should eat more mm -hmm. and someday I hope to get myself more together but bananas is one of the ones is probably my favorite fruit okay um it's great because like you know the potassium in there is great for when you're sore mm -hmm. too and yep. it's good even if you have an upset stomach you know it's, it's very safe so bananas is my favorite and i like to make banana chips in my food dehydrator oh too i make homemade banana chips do you have a mandolin to... i do okay. yeah yeah so That's i prefer the so I prefer the bananas if I'm just going to eat them and mm -hmm. not make chips out of them right. to be more on the yellow side because they're sweeter. Yeah. And and they take they so they just taste way better and they're a little softer. Right. The more green they are, they're not as they're mm -hmm. they're like crunchier. Kind of astringent that sucks all the, yeah. the liquid out of your mouth. But if you're making banana chips, again, the sweetness yeah. applies. Yeah. But you'll get crispier banana chips if they're like more green than yellow. They're easier to cut they're easier to cut yeah. too so, so i like them like when they're more like mostly not green but mm -hmm. not full-on yellow if i'm making chips okay banana chips but full yellow if i just want to eat them because because wow. the, the the sweetness tastes better if they're too green it just like does it just tastes like it's almost like the same as like undercooked meat you know what i mean yeah. it's like i, I can taste I, i'm like it's not ready yet <laughs> i so. like my bananas tangy and, and hard yeah. and you also like your meat raw yeah, yeah. So, I like my media. Like I'll get a steak or a burger medium right. well. Mm -hmm. You're probably more of like a medium rare guy, right? I am. Yeah. yeah so yeah, there you yeah. go. Good deal. Good deal. Well, we can still hang out and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah. But I, by the way, Everybody I highly recommend. Along. Like I have a food dehydrator. It cost me like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And uh, I add nothing to my banana chips. I literally slice them with the mandolin, slice them, lay them on the rack, and I and I dehydrate them for like 14, 16 hours, mm -hmm. and then I just put them in a in a Ziploc bag. And I and but the the biggest problem is I can't stop eating them once I start. Yeah. They're so good and they're thin. So you're like you'll just uh, next right, thing right. you know I'll finish a Ziploc bag. I'm like wow I just ate like seven bananas and banana chips. You know. I think and, I think I'm gonna start doing that. And the the good thing is here in 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 Phoenix we I don't think we need a dehydrator. You just you put just them outside, them, yeah. yeah. We just in the leave middle them of summer, yeah, just yeah. like slice them up and put them on a cookie yeah. sheet in your driveway. We do have these we'll mesh dehydrators. They're like it's like mesh all the way around to keep the bugs out. Yeah, and it has little shelves, and you just put them out. Oh wow! You can yeah. also get food dehydrators at Goodwill for two dollars, and that's your most uh, recent pinball news. Wow! <laughs> there you go. What a great tip. You know, I don't think uh, Roland 
expected uh, such a great answer about bananas. Oh, well, you, you went in two different directions. Yeah, yeah. And Roland likes to cook. I bet cooking he's going to try t- some there bananas. There he goes. Home uh, cooking tips chips. with MXV. Yeah, good deal. Uh, thank you, Roland. And we can't wait to play with you tomorrow. Uh, here we have another question from Discord from Caffeine Slug. That's Ben. So wait, when you say Discord, you're talking about the chat gimmick yeah. and not the famous punk rock record label that I collect, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even aware of that. Yes. Are you on our Discord? I am not. I don't use Discord. You, you should. It's great. Yeah. We used it at Stern very briefly, uh-huh. then we moved on to use something else. Okay. Um, so I, I like and, Slack or yeah, something. Yeah, we use Slack yeah, a lot. Slack, yeah, Slack's um, popular. And my yeah, we use that constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I prefer Discord. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't know why we chose one or the other. Probably our IT guys probably Slack might on be it. more functional. I think for it, a it's, job it's probably thing. more secure too, and which would be huge for us, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, so it's Discord from the channel, not from the record label. Exactly, right. I'm, and I'm glad um, you asked. But me. that would be cool if all these people were writing to us from Discord, like just the. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Discord Records collector since I was uh, in high school. Like, it's one of my favorite labels ever, you know? So okay. They put out, like, Minor Threat and Fugazi. Oh, and, nice. You know, the Teen Idols, like, Government Issue had their a couple uh, record well, on there. I've purchased some, of, the, yeah, some we, of their stuff. We have some Discord. Yeah, pack. like, yeah. you know, Shudder to Think, like, so, Jawbox, so many great bands on there. I will buy blindly buy anything that record label puts out still to this day. Right. You know, uh, after we're done, we should probably go through yeah, uh, our records, collection, yeah. and you could uh, tell us yeah. which is mine and which is hers. All right, uh, that'd be a fun <laughs> game. Yeah, uh, let's do that. That'll actually be fun. The ones you sent are all mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, very good, very good. Okay, so caffeine slug from the Discord. This is a good question. Are there any recent games that he uh, MXV? Thinks should have an MXV skill shot, but don't currently have one. And is Bond going to get one? Uh, yeah, I, I will answer both of those. Godzilla and um, and yes, there will be one in James Bond. It was the first thing I designed in the game before I came up with a single rule for the game. I came up with my own skill shot. Very good. It will also be one too. of the last things that ever goes in the game. Right. But that's fine because the you know the missing wizard mode and the stuff that you know the specter weapon perks are far more important than another skill shot so you know we prioritize the stuff and i you know my skill shots usually come in last you think godzilla should have one is that what you're saying i thought of one and then i can you tell us what it is no yeah i cannot yeah yeah. because it Uh, might happen it it hopefully will happen someday i mean i was told at one point it might get one i mean you know they they Mm. like the one i pitched but you know it's up to them to put it in and uh, I hope they do because I was really proud of it. Okay. And uh, but don't you know don't go posting on Pinside. Oh yeah, there's one coming, and now the game's incomplete because there's no, <laughs> there was never a promise that I would have one in there. Mm-hmm. All right. I ever can do is pitch one to whatever team that is. And in the case of that, like I didn't have any design input other than some of the achievements early on on Godzilla. So I can't be like, oh, you got to put in my skill shot. It's not my game. It's Keith's game. So it's totally up to them, you know. Right. But I did, I did throw one their way if they ever choose to want to put it in. Very good. But, um, Interesting tidbit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that that is going to get some talk on uh, Pinside. I mean, the, you know, it's going to happen. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> but not, none of us will see it. I mean, there, <laughs> you know, at this point, it hasn't happened. It probably mm-hmm. won't. But there was a point where I pitched one. And that's you uh-huh. know, that doesn't mean the game's not complete. The For game's sure. totally complete. That's, that's my favorite game. Right. Like, I, I bought one. It, is, it, it beat Adam's Family for my favorite pinball of all time. It's Godzilla, like 
Interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that game is you know is pretty much perfect to me. It's do you a perfect do you game. have one at home? Oh uh, yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, premium. Premium. Yeah. And do you have an Adams family? I do. Yeah, okay. I've had an Adams family for like twenty five years, I think. Wow. Yeah. Um, that, and neither one of those will ever leave my house. Bolted. You know? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's sure. what the kids call it. Um, but Bond will absolutely have an MXV super skill shot. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to when it goes in. I've actually, I might have redesigned it at one point because mm -hmm. I, I thought of one I liked better than my original one. Yeah, know? yeah. But it, it will come. We have we have a we love our, our Bond Premium. Um, we just pimped it out with the the new uh, the the art blades. Art blades. So cool. The art blades look cool. We put a shaker motor in there. And we haven't opened it, but we have a topper. Oh yeah, you got to put that on. Yeah, you well, might. Will you tomorrow, help? yeah, you, tomorrow. Well, let's put it on. Okay, tomorrow, let's do it <laughs> when I come to the arcade. Because um, the light shows that uh, that those guys did, you know, Wason did most of the mm -hmm. topper light shows for right. us, and he did a really beautiful job on them. Um, yeah. They really look good. Cool. Very cool. Right on. Thank you very much for your question, Caffeine Slug, and uh, thank you for being a fan of the cast. And that's Ben, right? We know Ben. Yeah. Ben's a great guy. He's uh, from Tucson He operates Pinball. in Tucson. Just go, go see... Where, where can they play Ben's games? At Catalina Brewing, I believe. Okay, in Tucson, Arizona. How far is Tucson from here? It's, it's not like super two close. Hours. Two hours. I knew that that one was one of the ones that wasn't close, whereas like... Straight shot. Tempe and yeah, yeah, Mason, Scottsdale, all... like you're, they're all like... Yeah, all that's the valley. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. All right. We have another question from Atomic Bob on Discord. Our 17-year-old son will be off to college soon, and his dream is to someday work for Stern. His goal is to eventually become a game designer. Any advice on what he should focus on? Well, um, first of all, have a plan B. Because, <laughs> what I mean, I would say that with any career. Like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Right. Right now, all my eggs are in this basket. Like, But my life path was very unique, and, and it's been talked about in and your right. alter shows so well, well, like it, and uh, give us the cliffs notes so you you were uh like a professional mortal combat player right like, that was so discovered I, by midway well i no it wasn't even so much that like i was one of the best mortal combat 2 players in chicago the chicago land area mm -hmm. and i met a dude at a punk rock show it was about this band the bull weevils i met a guy at a bull weevil show named bill mm -hmm. Um, who and the only reason why I even met him because he was wearing a Mortal Kombat T-shirt, and that was at a time that you couldn't buy Mortal Kombat merch anywhere. Right. So I and I'm uh, even though I was shy and I don't like I didn't like talking to people that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I went up to this perfect stranger and asked him where he got the shirt, and it turned out he worked at Midway Games. And I'm like, well, and I basically said, well, man, I would love to be a game tester there. I'm one of the best Mortal Kombat players in the world, probably, <laughs> and. And I thought he'd just tell me, you know, you know, screw you, go away. Yeah. And instead, he asked me for my number. He goes, yeah, I'm working on a game that we could probably use some testing soon. Give me your number, and I'll call you. And he did. Mm -hmm. And that changed the course of my life. I didn't plan this career at all. Right. So um, that's not how I recommend doing things. <laughs> um, now, go go to more punk shows. Right, right, yeah. 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 But um, And then, you know, uh, 20, 28 years later, at, saw the same band, mm -hmm. met my girlfriend, Chris, who we've been together for almost wow. a year and a half. Um, so that band indirectly changed, or directly changed my life mm -hmm. without them knowing it until like years later when I told them. Anyway, but people these days are smarter and they plan things and had. I had no f ambition. So mm -hmm. if you're planning a career, always, if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a mechanic, you want to be a game designer, you want to be own an arcade, have a plan B because things don't always work out, right? And mm -hmm. even if it does, 
you won't likely be in a job forever. That's very rare. I thought I would work at Williams Pally Midway forever. Mm -hmm. And I worked there for eight years and then they closed the thing down, you know? So, um, and that was really unsettling to me because I'm like, I really thought I was young and naive enough to think I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. And there were, I had a lot of stretches of unemployment where like there were dark times and I'm like, well, I don't really have any other good marketable skills that I could, that I could like, keep the lights on with mm. you know so i had to like just grind it out and right. w- wait for opportunities because i was also unwilling to move to another part of the country or another part of the state like i'm not leaving my house yeah. so um but the first thing have a plan b but prefer to your dreams but you can't go to to a school to learn how to become a pinball designer and also i have to like answer the question with a question what do you mean by pinball designer? Because there's a lot of aspects that go into that, right? Like, well, I think he just says works at... Oh, no, he, he does say become work, a game designer. Right, yeah. so yeah. if you want to be a playfield designer, like a George Gomez or a Keith Elwin, the best advice I'd give you would be like, make your own game at home. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the homebrew community, right? Like right. Keith Elwin got a job at Stern. Like his resume was that Archer game. Yep. Like he built an entire game. Where is that Jack game Danger now? also. Jack Danger, uh, similar. Yeah, similar. Yeah. And a few other yeah, so, game designers. I mean, look at Scott Denisi, right? Like he mm-hmm. made TNA as a project he wanted to make for himself. Mm-hmm. He took it to shows and then it... Uh, a company picked it up and mass produced it. Yeah. Um, and now he's designed a few games, right? Right. Um, so if you want to be that route where you're designing the play field, there's no better way than to, you know, like learn SolidWorks mm-hmm. and AutoCAD and, but get your hands dirty and just build something. Right. Also, I mean, you want to do that too, because there's a lot of people that say that they, that they want to do this job mm-hmm. and then, it's one thing to want to do it. It's one thing to show people that I have the enough drive to do it, even right. if it's like, you know, a couple of steps, you know, below like a production level game, you're at least mm-hmm. doing it. And you're like, oh man, now I've learned about this doesn't work this way. I have to do something else and to, to prove to people that you would like to pay you. Exactly. Yeah. And I also, Another reason I say, especially in that this field, it's a very fi- small field, right? Like if you were right. a computer programmer, you could get a job almost anywhere, right? right. Not just making games. You could right. write like, you know, banking software. You could mm-hmm. write, you know, a, 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 you could work for Google. You could, oh, there's so many different ways, to, you know, to do this. And you could be programming websites, you know. Yeah. Um, but if you're making pinball, designing pinball playfields, there's like, you can count on one hand, largely the opportunities that would be there in right. the whole world to do that. So, but again, when I say, what do you mean by pinball designer? Do you want to write, do you want to program pinball machines? Right. Cause mm-hmm. you know, largely the lead programmer is more often than not the lead rule designer. You know, there's exceptions to that rule, but as a, as a whole, that's usually how it works. Um, that's a, you're still a game designer, but you're also a programmer, right? So you're doing both. Right. Um, and that also affords you much greater opportunity. Cause like if the game thing doesn't work out, like I said, you could program anything, you know? Yeah. Um, do I also you, think, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, that's okay. I think it's important to do it because you may find when you get into the literal nuts and bolts of yeah. it, like, 
this is not as fun as I thought it was. Right. Like, so, uh, yeah, you're, that's a good point. Right. I'm glad that you said that because it was in the back of my head and I sidetracked myself. It's really important to everybody to know, like, from the outside looking in, and I get this all the time, especially when I was a game tester, you know, back in the video game days. They're like, oh, all you do is play video games all day. But they think that as, as the industry as a yeah. whole. Like, they think that... Grandma's know, boy. Right, right. Yeah. Which, so they think, oh, yeah, that's got to be the easiest job in the world. All you do is play games. And it's not. Like, mm. there's a lot of long hours, and, and a lot, there's a lot of stress, and... uh and it, so it's not all fun and games. We make fun games, you know, yeah. if we do our jobs correctly. And it, there is a lot of fun and creative stuff, but it's a lot of hard work and a lot of long, grueling hours. And none of us are really getting, none of us are getting rich off of this. Like, yeah. I you know a lot of these guys that are programming games could take that skill and probably make more money programming banking software or right. working for Adobe, right? Yeah. Or, um, but we do this because we love it. So, but it is a ton of hard work. So yeah. those are all important things to know, but always have a plan B. But, and then also when your hobby becomes your job, it changes the hobby for you forever. Like you mm. will never look at games the same. Right. Um, I don't, I worked on the video game side of this business for almost a quarter century and I rarely play new video games. The, we, other than the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. I will likely never own a modern gaming console what, ever what, again. What are you playing on the, on the Switch? I was playing uh, Zelda <laughs> largely. Yeah, that uh, I I tried to get into that and it, it was too much for me. It's too I, good. Yeah, I need I need something more linear. Oh yeah, see. I, I was telling you guys in the car earlier, uh-huh. like I just finished Tears of the Kingdom, the newest, newest Zelda. Uh-huh. Uh, two weeks ago and I'm still have this depression of like, <laughs> oh there's a void God. in my life because yeah. there's this whole universe I was involved in running around and getting all these quests done and right. finding all this stuff. And now that whole thing is gone to me. It's right. over. The, the story's finished. Yeah, the story's finished. Yeah. And I'm just like, now what? You know, right. like I'm like, I feel like, like mm-hmm. aimless, like I'm aimless. I'm walking around with no purpose in life. <laughs> so you had, to, you had to come hang out with us. So I'm like, hey guys, can I still, can I still come visit? Ticket. Yeah, I'm like, oh I need to squeeze it in another trip. Um, but when your hobby becomes your job, it's now a job, and it will it will change forever the hobby, and not necessarily for the better. I mean, I got so burned out on video games, I started to hate them for a number of years. And uh, I never want to work on the video game side of the business ever again. Like right. I, that pinball, it's pinball or nothing for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have a plan B, which is again, I sh- you should, but most people don't run into a dude at a punk rock show and your whole life changed sure. like within the course of weeks, you know. But that's actually how Electric Bat got started. Not a punk rock show, but you know, it was, it was just a random hey do you want to do this kind of thing out of left field? But all three of us have had, mm-hmm. uh, happy accidents, happy yeah. accidents and mm-hmm. creative careers. You know, you did music, I did art and mm-hmm. you do video game creation. Um, well, pinball now, but well, I did video games. Yeah. And it's, it's, you're, it's very much when your passion becomes your job, it's, you can make a very fun job, but the perspective is very different. So I think anybody that wants this career path should really try out this career path because you can do a homebrew. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we happen to know these people and the whole family is into pinball and they're all great people. And 
Atomic Bob is an amazing like carpenter furniture guy. So right. like they have the technical skills as a family to make something like this happen. So mm-hmm. it seems like that would be. Yeah, you should absolutely, especially if you've got that that kind of skill set built into like into your per, into your persona. Yeah, make a homebrew, and right. then then that will also you know give you an experience of kind of like dipping your toes in the water of what it could be like, mm-hmm. and then you'll it will also did you enjoy it when you made it or and can you see yourself doing that like constantly again, again and again and, and again and, and also keep in mind that a homebrew you've got no timeline of like hey yeah i you know you can take seven years you could take 17 years right mm. to make your homebrew yeah you have to make a game in a, a set schedule because the company needs a game right and they plan the whole the a whole thing they put the whole machine behind that right like right. the machine of the business yeah. like the all the resources and all the cost and so like you got to start and there's no stopping of like putting it away till later like yeah. you've got a deadline of like you got to turn in a game to hit this production Man. that you know date and right. if it's not fun it's you have be to stressful. make it fun right yeah <laughs> okay and also be prepared that you need a thick skin when you're designing things because some of because, your ideas are going to get shot down right, right? yeah and yeah. like you could think you've got the greatest game in the world and then you you actually make it and it's not fun and then you have to go back to figure out why isn't it fun and how do Mm -hmm. i make it fun right um and that's especially if you're newer or if you have a fragile ego Mm -hmm. um it's a hard thing to hear when people like i don't like this yeah but you need to hear it if it's not fun but people you also need to consider the source if somebody just says your game sucks and walks away like well what Mm -hmm. does that mean tell me why you don't like it and then, um, so I could learn from it, you know, right. so anybody, so, or you could learn from it if you're the one that designed it. Cause that's how games get better. Yeah. You know, nobody hit, gets it right from right. the get go. And, uh, some of the best ideas on paper and you put, you put it in the game and then they're not that great. And you don't realize it until you play it. That happened to Lonnie and me when we were on kiss doing that big kiss update mm-hmm. we, we like agonized over these things and talked about things for hours and wrote it all out of these designs we came up with when we were change redesigning the modes and stuff and we're like yeah this is gonna be awesome and then he programs it in the game and then we play it and we're both like yeah this sucks and then yeah. we like so like and then we didn't take it you know it didn't ruin our day we're like well we, we got this one wrong the game told us it wasn't fun so now right. let's now let's how do we make it fun what do we do we came up with something else and then it turned out to be the thing you know very cool right on uh i'm sure uh bob's 17 year old son is gonna love that uh so basically the first thing he needs to do is is get an ip right he needs to talk to licensing don't, don't, don't even no, <laughs> you don't even do that just make a pinball play field that you can with all the stuff on it that you can flip like get i mean and there's enough resources and equipment and stuff right. out there you can buy all the stuff that you need from various sources and just make your own get thing it, don't it, even think about a theme don't think about rules mm-hmm. just make a flipping play field so check this out what i, what I tell people um, a few people at the arcade have talked about yeah. their dream of wanting to build some type of pin and i keep uh, are you familiar with a game called Stallball? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you know, you play. You all get a single file line, right. and then you play the game, and then you, and you like you, tag out when the ball gets held in something. Right. Yeah. And I and I was and I always tell them, why don't you just make a stall ball game? It'll be simple. Yeah. With just a, a few scoops or saucers, 
and and you know two flippers and uh i think that would be like a good start because you don't have to worry about a, a whole bunch of other stuff you know yeah 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 um I think it's also selfish. You really want someone to make a stall ball game. I want to make a stall ball game. Because we play a lot of stall ball at the arcade. I'm 100,000% behind somebody pursuing their dreams in life. Like, you only get one go on this planet. You should enjoy it to the fullest. And you should do things that make you happy. And if you could turn that into a career, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I lucked into mine, but most people don't have the luxury of, like, absolutely loving what they do. So pursue it but absolutely you know have a fallback you know have a right, plan b right. um but absolutely try it because there's no yeah nobody's going to hand it to you like you got to go out and get it make that mark for yourself for sure. and these types of jobs aren't like well, go to school and get this degree and right. then show your diploma and apply right none, it, do, it does not that work that, that way. way it doesn't work that way at all i mean like mm-hmm. for me like i couldn't have gone to school to learn what I learned, you know, to do what I do. But I also have a very unique role in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, and at Stern, you know, which is, which is a very atypical, you know, thing. And I grew into it, you know, like, um, but the other paths of like programmer, artist, you know, engineer, those things do have a path of going to school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if younger me was smarter and, was more motivated maybe i would have gone to learn how to become a programmer you yeah, know yeah um because that you know I probably would have been a pretty good fit i just you know I, I didn't know what i wanted to do right and then by the time i did like i've happened into it and i'm like well i i don't have the time to go back to school or the motivation yeah and uh and i also like i'm not good at math you know so like same so That's... like i always felt like maybe i'm not smart enough <laughs> to be a programmer <laughs> Other people disagree, you know, right, that know me, but right. I don't know. My, yeah. I, I went down the path I did, but if I could go back and do it different, right. knowing what I know now, right. I would have, you know, actually done better in school and high school, and I would have taken proper college classes to do like what would have helped me, like a programmer. I was never right. had any art skills, so right. for me, it would have been programmer. It's important to aim high, and uh, I think Bob's son should aim at like owning a company like Stern, and then and then and maybe, settle for designing the game, right? Yeah. Right, and then he gets what he wants. Right, right, right. <laughs> what, what was the first machine you worked on at Stern? Batman. Yeah, Batman sixty six. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We we have one, and uh, great earner and and fan favorite. I um, I love that game. Um, I think I mentioned this before with you guys. Uh, that one was special special to me for a number of reasons. One, it was my first game that I got to work on at Stern. Mm-hmm. Two, I got to work on it with Lyman, and Lyman was the reason I got hired at Stern. Mm-hmm. And um, three, um, I have my name on a patent with Lyman for that game, for the channel-changing feature. Really? Yeah. And, um, and for people who are not familiar with the feature... What, what um, so it? when you have multiple modes running at once, mm-hmm. there's a on the LCD display. There's a big TV, you okay. know, with what's going on in the mode that you're playing. Okay, and then there's little TVs are surrounding it that have the other running modes at the same time going. And um, I came up with the idea to change the channel with the action, the lockdown bar button, so you decide what's in mm-hmm. the main screen because that will change what music's playing, what light shows are happening. Um, what, and, why, why have I never seen that? Have I not? I'm not, I'm not that good. 
<laughs> it's more of an advanced player feature. Okay. Um, All right. And it's not explained anywhere on uh-huh. the screen, like, oh, hold the button down the chin channel. Right. I don't think we ever put any text on there. So if another, uh, not just pinball d- d- company, but I guess any gaming company, company if they want to use something like that, you, you get a I, cut. I, no, no. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. <laughs> I wish. But first of all, nobody's done that. You're mm-hmm. like, that's the only game that has it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it doesn't work. Sadly, it doesn't work oh, that no. way now. But like, Nobody can do that same feature mm-hmm. in a game that's not Stern Pinball, you know, because, you know, the patent belongs to Stern, but like our names are on it, you know. I see how that works. Yeah, right on. What What is your favorite classic Stern game? Well, I don't know if I could pick one. They're all so good. They are. We love them. Um, I'm trying to think because Keith Owen owned most of them at one, at one time, and he had brought a couple in before the pandemic into mm-hmm. the office when we we're all working in the office still. And I played a lot of like Quicksilver nine ball is really high on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I love sea witch, you know, but although right. I think Beatles was the better use of the, you know, like I like what George did to sea witch when we made I Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. yeah. I love, love Beatles. And, so, and now you guys put the sea witch code into Dean Beatles. Dean did right? that before he passed away and he actually done it sometime before mm-hmm. and then it just never got in the game until later okay. but yeah you can play Beatles with the Sea Witch rule set like the classic Sea Witch rules that's so cool and that was all Dean's idea and yeah. it was a good idea it was and he did that in his spare time mm-hmm. like you know that wasn't part of the design but he he wanted to do it so he just gave up a bunch of his free time to put that in the game very cool yeah right. you know Rachel's on the play field Yes, I remember you told me that. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, so, um, I, you're gonna play in the tournament with us tomorrow, right? Uh, or are you just gonna hang out? I was just gonna hang out. Oh, like, okay. When, when is the last time you actually played in the tournament? I played in a tournament at Lynn's Arcade mm-hmm. when I was out there in August, and I didn't want to. I just wanted to go hang out. Yeah. And Amoto paid for me to enter it and then they all peer pressured me and bullied me into playing and i ended up having a really fun time yeah but and i got f- way farther than i thought i was going to be i think i finished like fourth or something aren't, aren't i didn't there, get anything but i mean i couldn't believe i got as far as i did right aren't um, there games like set up super hard with like lightning flippers yeah. and when it was my pick i was mm-hmm. picking classics which were not with lightning flippers uh, just because smart. i'm like i don't want to play modern sterns because i got them all at home mm-hmm. or at work right so right. Um, which is at home, but um, I wanted to play games I don't have access to, so I was picking like the solid states, like they had to beat the clock, which I love that game. Oh, nice! Um, Keith you had don't one see of, those very you often. You don't. We and played guy, at the um, museum back yeah, in the day. So that much game fun. is so fun. I really yeah. wanted. Keith was going to let me take his home and you know at, mm-hmm. and have it at my house, and I don't know what it, what he ended up doing with it. Like I, next time I see him, I gotta ask him. Yeah, like, where's that game? Yeah, I want that. Take that down. I'll make. <laughs> I'll take down one of my personal games and put that up to play it. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, I like most of those games. I don't know if I've even played every classic Stern, but uh, Nine Ball is way up there. Uh, Quicksilver's way up there. Stars is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. I, I, you couldn't say name a bad one. Right, they were all right. so good. We, we right now we have uh, at the arcade we have stars. Yeah, um, meteor. Meteor is a lot of fun too. Yeah, and stargazer. All that. Yeah, all great games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were they killed it back. You know, back then, like they made such good games. Right. Yeah, they are 
they're excellent mm-hmm. and we don't and at just games that our kid grew up at mm-hmm. we didn't have any of them so i only got to see them like at other places yeah. you know like they had you know, all the williams games and stuff but man mm-hmm. like i so i the didn't old Stearns I, had already gone into the dumpster from the old operators back when they used to do oh yeah that's possible but um man like i missed out on some of those until i was much older yeah and i see them at pinball shows i'm like wow these things are awesome yeah they're so great so great rachel really uh when i got back into pinball um when i was working at marco specialties she like was like play pay close attention to all of these classic sterns anytime we're at a convention and um yeah i've totally fallen in love with them um so i I kind of have a question for both of you guys um and it's about uh the pinball industry and and where it is now um you you hear so much uh our arcades died right and and they did um in in the 80s because of console gaming because of home gaming and and you you hear a lot of people still kind of talk about oh the the great days of the arcade but but i look at uh look at look at today and just just in the valley here here in in the arizona in the phoenix valley um the amount of pinball arcades that have popped up over the past five years are will make your head spin you have uh uh, star fighters which i mean they have almost 60 pins um electric bat 60 pins and then and there are i don't know another another five or six arcades they have like 20 yeah and now all of these have are they all like the barcade model they're bars that have games or any of them like a pure arcade where it's just games and there's no alcohol well, some or of them, food. like one of them, our friend, like uh, Atomic Bob, who asked that question about his son, they have a mid-century, like a vintage store, and they also have now, I don't know, 15 machines, 12 machines. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. there's no booze. It's, it's a furniture store and mm-hmm. arcade. Yeah. Right. Um, and Starfighters that I mentioned. That is a straight arcade. That's a straight arcade. Just snacks and drinks. No no booze. Uh tons of uh, video games and and pinball machines and and my question is is are the arcades back i think they're back in a different way like the classic arcade of the 80s into the not late 90s like literally every single arcade that from the 80s and 90s in my area my area just being i'm saying talking chicagoland so the city proper and then on all the western and northern suburbs like I live in the western suburbs, there is not one arcade left that I ever went to in the 80s or 90s or that we ever had a f- used as a field test place. They're all gone. 100% of them are gone. Wow. They were all, the last of them went out, it was like the last couple holdouts were like FECs. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, I take that back. Enchanted Castle is still around, so there's one. And that's it's an FEC. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, and if the fans don't know what an FEC is... Family Entertainment Center. Right. So they've got... That's um, a, a Dave & Buster's. A Dave & yeah. Buster's, yeah. But, um, you know, so they serve food and pr- possibly drinks, you mm-hmm. know. A lot of kitty gambling. And a lot of kitty gambling, meaning the redemption games. Mm-hmm. Um, and big driving and shooting games. Um, like Enchanted Castle... I don't even think has a single pinball machine and they, they've had times where they've had them, got rid of them, got some, mm-hmm. got rid of them. The last time I was over there, there were none again. Um, so I don't even really count it cause it's not like it used to be. Right. Um, it's largely just the ticket games, the kitty gambling. Um, but 
now that's all been replaced with mostly barcades Mm -hmm. but because the interest in pinball has gone up and even classic arcade games have saw resurgence too that now there is a market for arcades again but the the business model has changed either you pay the admission for a lot of these places you know and they're all in free Mm -hmm. play or they also have uh like alcohol and food to you know in the games the attraction that gets them to sell more drinks and food right but the all of it together makes the experience and you know and that's how they're able to survive but you, i mean you tell me it's different for you but you so are in a bar well and but for us i don't think we've ever talked about this before but the very much the bulk of our income is from the coin drop the bar doesn't even come close to what what the coin drop does so we you know we we make a good amount in coin drop now if there was no bar the coin drop would be much much smaller right right, right. and but, that has um, also grown for you over the years right like i mean w- w- i mean i don't know but i'm asking when you started versus now five years later well, i mean when we you started s- we didn't have a bar we were attached to a bar yeah, so i'm not yeah. including okay um, but i mean like the coin drop i mean it has to have grown obviously oh over yeah the- i mean we've quadrupled or more in size yeah. so the coin drop has more than quadrupled but do you also find like that i mean i clearly had to help but do you find that it's also necessary to be successful in your field um because you do a lot of leagues and you really like you guys spend a lot of time making and running events that draw people in there versus just opening the door and like here's a bunch of games you want to play them you know because in the old days that we were just talking about all the all the arcade did was they had a room full of games and they would give you change for the token machine Again, little right. belt thing yep <laughs> and and then there was no people running tournaments or contests or anything mm-hmm. it's like we open the doors at this time we close them at this time we'll make change for you and we'll fix the games and they're broken and that was the whole business sometimes sometimes yeah it depends on the place <laughs> right. but that was the whole business there was no pinball leagues there was no yes. tournament nights there was no killer queen league night mm-hmm. there was no whatever you know it seems like is this now you tell me if this is true do you have to have these sort of like events to like really keep your customer base to keep that you know to keep them engaged and coming back well i think that that helps i think that a lot of people um that we see that that open up arcades barcades are people that see the explosion of them and think it's very much an if you build it they will come model and it's not we see those um fail what kale and i both care a lot about because we're in it for the fun the second it stops being fun we have other things we can do um so for us it's very much about community and we have these events because we love having all these parties every week and hanging out with these people that you know that are so interesting that we you know we it's it's you know we know so many people Mm -hmm. very well and we want to know what's happening and and it's very much a big family and, and you know not in a cliche sort of way but you go to the arcade i guarantee if we go there right now there's 15 people that you know, we know all about their lives. Hey, great to see you. Very right. cheers type right. of situation. Right. Cheers, but with like 200 people. And it's very lit- literally a family. We've, we've had people who have gotten engaged at the, uh, at the arcade. People that want to get married there. People, people have had babies. And 
and Rachel makes uh, electric bat onesies for the babies. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! It's, yeah. There's nothing on the website yet, but yeah, it's just for she, the, she hands like them the players. Out. If you yeah. if you uh, if you're one of our players and you get pregnant. <laughs> Let I mean, Rachel know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I talk to you guys in the regular because we've been such good friends for now a number of years. But I also very closely follow your guys' social media posts, mm. and it's very clear. And just looking at the posts, even if I didn't know you guys as well as I did, that your whole community thing is very evident in your posts. Like every time I see posts from you guys. You know, I'm like, man, it just looks like there's always something fun going on over there. Yeah, yeah. And there's just, and there's always, I'm like, also, I'm like, there's always a lot of people hanging out there. It's like, it reminds me in a modern sense of how my arcade just games was in the 80s. You know, like when I was in junior high and high school, how like everybody just would go hang out there and play games. Yeah, you and, knew and if you, you went there, you were going to see yeah, people that yeah, you knew. There were no I mean, cell phones. You're right. And people yeah. would come there looking for me because they knew I wouldn't be home and mm. more often than not he's probably at their kid if they called my house my mom would just go to just games he's probably there um <laughs> like or even just call there you know right. ask for him. <laughs> and people did like right. yeah. you know it's like the arcade became my answering service also uh-huh. um but I mean and I made so many friends at mm. my local arcade um and I see that kind of thing like I said it it just shines through on your social media posts I'm like I bet there's a lot of people there that became friends at that at your arcade oh 100% and now they become and then they become regulars because like now you've got this community of Mm like-minded people let's go hang out and play games at the bat you know for me it's like everybody's like let's just go to hey let's go to just games you know yeah and it 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 really goes further than that now the we'll see groups of people and we'll join them they'll we'll go do different things like we'll we'll leave the arcade and go to a comedy show together, and then in the night playing pinball. I mean, it's it really is becoming a, 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 a true family. It's it's a lot of fun. But it, so it's not just I guess what the other version of answering that question is. It's not just a matter of holding like oh we've got nine IFPA tournaments this month or something. Um, it's not just holding the tournaments because we could put those on the calendar and have mm-hmm. someone run them. Nobody would care, right? It's it's like just the involvement of everybody and and that sort of thing. But then right. on the flip side, I do, and I've talked about this quite a bit as well, I think that there's such a strong desire to have more analog in your life. Um, you listen to records. I read books. You make music. Mm. I mean, these are all like, and, and so many people, you know, you just have your phone or your switch or um, what, you know, you got your computer job it's it's really like kind of feels like a biological need to like do things yeah physically do things so i think that pinball specifically but like going to a place where you matter to some some people and Mm -hmm. doing something physical is is just a a a very important thing at this time so right yeah also like um, it's a great way to make like lifelong friends. I have friends I made, I met at when I was in junior high school, early eighties, I made friends at just games. You know, we met at the arcade and became mm-hmm. friends that are still some of my best friends to this day, you know, in my mid fifties. So, I mean like that, that you can't, I can't, what's the word? I can't like 
I can't stress enough the importance of a place like yours mm -hmm. for pe bringing people together to form friendships and relationships and right. like that kind of stuff. Like you say, you can't get that on your switch. I can't get it on my phone. Um, I can't get it in most places these days. Like right. that place where I could go and hang out with these like we have guaranteed. I got something in common with somebody that's at your your arcade because mm -hmm. yeah. we're both there because we like games. Like we're all mm -hmm. there because we like games. And then, like I said, that's a great way to meet people that could become some of my best friends for the rest of my life. And it gives right. you something to do because it's weird if you if you were in a dating scene or something and you're trying to like well I'll go to a bar and hang out. Well, okay, all you can likely be doing is like sitting there and. It, it can be very awkward, right? Right, yeah. If, if you're in a room full of games, like, you can play games and not talk to anybody. Right. But then if you happen to see somebody cool, I mean, dating, friendship, whatever, just mm -hmm. meeting people in general. It's, then... it's funny that you mentioned that, because didn't you just have someone get in touch with you who wanted to do a pinball speed dating? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, I think That's we're gonna... actually a really clever idea. Yeah. I'll Split tell you. Flipper. I'll tell or... you, so... For most of my life until recently, I was a very shy person. And back mm -hmm. when I was like in junior high and high school, like I was extremely shy. I was more like an outcast. I was like a punk rock kid mm -hmm. in a time that punk rock wasn't accepted or was like it was frowned upon. And people would pick on me for that. And on top of the fact that I was like a video game and pinball nerd. Um, but when I was at the arcade, it gave me more self-esteem because like I was good at games. And like that was like this is my domain and this is like my turf basically right? right and it helped me make friends where i might not have made these friends in any other place on the planet like certainly not at school like uh the my friends that were one year older than me that turned me on to punk rock i like was very intrigued by this whole punk rock thing without even hearing the music just by the look of these kids when they started dressing mm -hmm. punk rock i'm like they look like how I feel like this thing might be for me, but I was too afraid to talk to them. I'm like, they're going to beat me up or they're going to pick on me <laughs> right? because like, you know, they're a year older than me and I'm like shy and timid kid. And, but those guys came to just games regularly. Mm -hmm. And so I started talking to them cause they're in my arcade, right? Like this is my home. And then we, they're some of my best friends and they turned me on to the punk rock and that totally changed everything about my life. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be sitting here if it wasn't for punk rock because right. that led me to all the things, all the past, my forks in the road. Right. All started that with mm -hmm. punk rock and, and just games. So like, again, like it's a great way to meet people where you have some thread of commonality that you guarantee. Like we like games. Maybe I'll talk to this guy or this girl um, that I wouldn't approach at a, regular bar with no mm -hmm. games or right. on the street or at a concert even you know right. like uh it's a great like it's it's awesome to be able to meet people in that way for sure sure uh when i uh first got into pinball in high school um i guess the it, i lived in a very rural area of of south carolina and um we did we we had some arcades. We had like an Aladdin's castle, I believe, like and in the mall. That was yeah, terrible. yeah. yeah I didn't get the mallcades. Yeah, and we, we had a, a, a barrels of fun. I've heard of that one. Yeah, and you actually walk through a barrel to get into it. Yeah, but we said in, in high school we would play arcade at, at at a sandwich shop, and then we had a really shady, a uh, video poker place that had pinball, and. Um, so around uh, Adam's Family, Twilight Zone, Judge Dredd, Indiana Jones, um, all, all that good stuff. And we, and we were playing like uh, Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct. Um, 
and then and so now I've I've moved here and see all 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 of these uh, pinball machines and these great arcades here. I'm seeing more pinball machines on the streets now than I did then. Is is that uh, true nationwide, or were there more pinball machines on the street back then? I think they, they sold more pinball machines back then, right? I felt like back then there was more ones and twos, like in mm-hmm. convenience stores, bars, restaurants. Um, and now there's more, from what I see, more clusters, but they're, you know, you're, you're not going to go to a Circle K and play pinball mm-hmm. for a while. Right, right. I would agree 100% with what you said. Um you know, there was, and pinballs had the ebbs and the flows or the ups and the downs. And, you know, in like when I started playing pinball, there were no video games yet. I was like five or six, whenever I could reach the buttons. Mm. And then the video games came in and I watched the arcade that was 50 pinball machines because that was all that was. Or maybe some of those EM, you know, like driving game or mm-hmm. whatever. Those things all started slowly trickling out as these new video games came in, like your Space War, your mm-hmm. Space Invaders, your Pac-Mans. And so I watched those games go from 50 pinball machines to like, you know, the, from, for the many years towards the end, or even in like the like the earlier 80s, um, you know, they had like maybe six or eight pins at a time mm-hmm. and they would rotate them out when they would get new ones. But because the video games were hotter. Right. And then in the 90s, like pinball it, it saw a big upswing, you know, around the time of, you know, Adam's Family, especially, right? Best selling game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, like the video games were like 85% of an arcade, but you'd still see pinball machines at bars. And now you still see that, but it really depends on the where you're at. I'd say right. major metropolitan cities, you, there's probably more pinballs and bars than there have been in probably 20 years. But you go to like more rural areas, and it's probably few and far between. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a period in uh, you know where I grew up in in Columbia, South Carolina, where we didn't have. I thought pinball was done after after you know your Adams Family, the run of Adams Family, Indiana Jones, all those good games. They all disappeared. Uh, we didn't have any more arcades. I really, I had no idea pinball was even a thing, and my friends didn't either until I ran across Marco Specialties. And I started working there, and I was like, holy crap, there's still a company making these machines. Yeah. And that would be Stern. Stern, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, it was, that was really exciting for me, and then now here I am. Um, how... Has the uh, the pinball industry changed since since you've been in it? Um, you know, we've, we've talked about the on the street side, but right. how, how has the, the the inside? How how has the industry changed since you've been in it? Well, the biggest thing is m- so many games get sold to people to put in their homes, and when mm-hmm. I started in this industry, that was unheard of. Like right. only the, like the rich people, like the really rich people, might buy a brand new in the box pinball machine mm-hmm. and put it in their house. Now, like everybody buys new in the box pinball machines and puts them in the right. house. The LE, everybody yeah. wants the LE. Yeah, <laughs> but even the but they buy the pros and the premiums too, yeah. of course. But um, but yeah, like I said, when I worked at Williams, like. Like I like owning a pinball machine seems so f- like a foreign concept to me. Even when I worked for the company, right? And then when I got my first one, which is my funhouse, I got it in a trade from from one of my friends at work traded mm-hmm. me his fu- his funhouse machine that he got for working on it. 
And I'm like, oh my God, I have a pinball machine in my house. And then within a year that turned into like five. Mm -hmm. And then within a couple of years, like I had no more room left, you know, like I had 25 of them or something. How many do you have now? I have 19, I think. Wow. And it's about to go back to 20 because I'm bringing home my Stranger Things next week. Oh, very and good. And then next week when I go back home. The, the new run. You're getting, the new run. I'm getting, getting a, a premium, premium for the new Because I, I, I slept on it too long when we first mm -hmm. ran them. And I want, always wanted it because up until Bond, that was my largest rule design role. Right. Or any kind of design role at Stern, right? Yeah. But yeah, that was my largest rule design role until James Bond. So that game is very special to me. I'm very proud of it. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed working on it. With the fabulous Freebirds, you know, me yeah. and Brian and Lonnie. <laughs> right. we were, we, our strengths as a three-man team uh -huh. really complemented each other. Were, were you guys familiar with the show? With oh, the, I was with a the big fan show? of the show. And we yeah. all liked it. Yeah. Uh, um, but I was... I was ecstatic when we got that license because I love the show so really? much. Really? Yeah. Okay. And it gave me a great excuse to go back and watch it a few more times. You right. Know? Well, did you guys like watch it together and get ideas? Or we watched some popcorn parties. No, yeah. but we all watched them numerous times. And you know, I travel a lot because from doing all those pinball shows. Mm -hmm. So I was watching them on the plane again. You know, for the third, fourth time. Right. And I would just jot notes on my phone as I was watching them of like things I thought could work in a mode sure. or whatnot. And the other guys did the same. Mm -hmm. And then we would get together for like daily or, you know, multi-weekly meetings, you know, couple a week. Right. And then whittle down. We put all of our lists out and then mm -hmm. we'd, we'd all talk about everything. And then we'd make a list of the lists of like what were the strongest things. Okay. And then we kind of funnel down from there, drill down from there, mm -hmm. you know, and that went on for a long time, you know. Very cool. Is the design cycle the same amount of time? you know since you've been in yes pinball? yeah that hasn't changed in my time at stern mm -hmm. i don't remember what it was at williams it was probably less um you know because but the games were not as deep nowhere near as deep and complex then as they are now right hey can we pause for a second i need some more water oh, absolutely out. yeah but I, i'm trapped in here i don't want to knock this over oh, can, no problem let's you just fill this up yeah well, okay. let's take a, a short break and we okay. will be right back and we're back through the magic of motion picture in Hollywood. What were we? What were we talking about? We were talking about the design cycle. The design cycle, yeah. It hasn't mm -hmm. changed at Stern since I've been there, but I think it was shorter at Williams only because, like I said, the the games were not nearly as deep and complex as they've become yeah. over the course of time. Wow. Because, you know, we sold them all to operators, and they mm -hmm. were operating them in arcades and bars, and they didn't need to be that deep, you know? Yeah. Um, people weren't spend all this money to put them in their home and keep them for many years, you know, or sure. forever. Right. You know, Planning for those them that, as a savings, a retirement account. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, so they have to be deeper. So people don't get bored mm -hmm. of them so fast. And right. it just kind of naturally evolved to that, you know, like, and the, when I look at like, look at a rule set to like Adam's family and then look at like James Bond. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like night and day, right. you know, in that course of, almost 30 years i guess a close to 30 year difference yeah. i guess yeah. yeah now now that you're here in phoenix yeah and I, I know you were very excited to come out here uh because we have some of your favorite restaurants and, and in fact in some parts of the general <laughs> Me phoenix metropolitan area right you might have them all next door to each other <laughs> isn't it great yeah, it is so great yeah, yeah. We, we have uh del tacos are in uh pretty much every gas station yeah which we just learned that tonight <laughs> yeah. like i've never seen or even heard of a del taco 
in a gas station, but tonight the three of us discovered two of them yeah. within 10 minutes of driving in a car insane we didn't even know this was a thing yeah, yeah. and we didn't stop either one by the way just so you know <laughs> we it's, went on to the third yeah. very yeah. fancy one where there was a guy losing his mind yeah we yelling we, at everybody i was really worried that it was going to escalate into some sort of gun violence we we, um, we saw a public freak out is yeah, what happened. yeah 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 and it got ugly so we had uh, uh the first night we had your favorite um in and out burger in and out burger and then we we did Del Taco. Yeah. And then we are um, we're gonna do some Waffle House. We have to, yeah, yeah. Maybe tomorrow I'm, before the tournament. That would be good. Could yeah. Get up early enough. And, and again, provided I'm feeling okay, but right. so far so good. So I think we might be okay. We'll see how what this, tomorrow brings. Uh, the the Waffle we'll see House. How we can push it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see how, how many times can I roll the dice before trouble happens? You yeah. Know? The uh, the Waffle House phenomena is uh, it's it's new to me. Because uh, when I met you, you were all excited about Waffle House. Yeah. And I was like, what's the big deal? I grew up around literally, literally hundreds of Waffle Houses. And we Houses. have none in Illinois. Yeah, you have none. Yeah. I, I, I thought everybody had Waffle House. Um, I wish. Did you know Georgia has more Waffle Houses than any other state? No, but I believe it. Yeah, hundreds That's... and hundreds of them. So yeah. here, wait, here's some interesting uh, Arizona trivia that mm-hmm. pertains 100% to you, Rachel, especially. Ooh. My first experience i always was aware of the waffle house and when i was dating my ex-wife and when we were married we took a couple of road trips near st louis whether when we stayed across the street from a waffle house that she refused to go eat at with me and at that point i had never eaten at one because we don't have them right my very first waffle house was in 2019 when i came out here for zapcon you're what? kidding i'm not kidding i remember because i told you i went to the waffle house and now i'm in love that's what i told you <laughs> And you're like, you never had it before? I'm like, no, I finally got to eat it one. Because, like, again, I got vetoed mm. twice on two trips to the same place right. with my ex. And uh, and the one meal at the Waffle House, I fell in love. Right. And then every time we ever traveled, when you guys worked at Marco, mm-hmm. if it was at a place that had Waffle House, I had to go every day. Sure, sure. Uh, and that, that was just uh, a, a regular uh, place for me to eat, especially right. when I was on the road touring with a with a band. Yeah. That's what you did, because you, you're traveling late night. The they're places, open. They're open 24-7. Uh, that and Huddle House. I never heard of that before. Huddle House is similar. Yeah? Yeah. I, I just that Maybe they don't have waffles, but they have everything else. Yeah, so that that was a. Uh... So I learned about Waffle House from uh-huh. professional wrestlers because really? when the wrestlers in the are on the road, you know, because they travel, you know, all year round. Mm-hmm. Like again, it never closes. You yeah. know, after, you know they do a show, then they're gonna go hit the next town. Yeah. Um. You know, there's not a lot of options, especially late at night. Yeah. Uh, or early in the morning, so they would often hit Waffle Houses. Maybe that's why there are so many fights in Waffle Houses. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's like the tradition. Yeah. You know, wrestlers. I've never ever witnessed <laughs> fight at a Waffle House, but you've seen the videos. Yeah, I've seen the videos it's on the internet. Um. I also don't go to the Waffle House in the middle of the night. Like I'm not the drunken <laughs> bar. I close the bar crowd where at you know at two o'clock you get kicked out because the bar is mm-hmm. closed. And I go there to sober up and fight. You right, know, like right. I go to the Waffle House like for breakfast or lunch or maybe an early dinner. Uh, but I'm not going at like two a.m. Right. So I'm not 
privy to all the weird, sketchy bullshit that happened. Sure. Can I say bullshit on the show? I'm you can say whatever you want. You can actually say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. that sketchy bullshit that everybody was like, well, <laughs> why would you go eat there? I'm like, because every time I go, it's normal people are in there, and the staff is beyond friendly, and they cook my food perfectly Very always. Very respectable. Yeah. Yes, man. You know what's well. funny? When you mentioned that um, professional wrestlers turned you on to Waffle House, yeah. and you talk about, well, of course you did, because you were in a touring band. It makes you think about all of the professions that you think are glamorous glamorous and you find out that like really they're going from waffle house to waffle house yeah. sleeping like five guys to a room and that was largely the mm-hmm. wrestlers especially in the territory days and even throughout the 80s even wwf days you know like those guys were on the road constantly like they'd, yeah. they'd make the show and then they'd get in the car and drive to the next city right. and it could they could be driving for you know 10, 12 hours, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're piloting however many can fit in the car and they yeah. all share a room to, to cut down on the cost, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah, you're going for the waffle houses from, you know, wherever you can, cause that's about your only option yeah. of where you know what you're getting <laughs> and it's like consistent right. and good. I mean, their food, I think is fantastic. Yeah, we, we did the same thing as a, a touring rock band. Uh, we would eat mostly at gas stations and back then gas stations did not have the healthy options you have these days right so it was, it was horrible for like you. the hot dog rollers you know yeah <laughs> hot and, dog rollers yeah uh, maybe some beef jerky right yeah uh, potato chips um these were staples of my like uh teens and even mm-hmm. very early 20s right like you know just being a young guy with not a lot of money sure um you know, I would eat gas station food or you go like to a concert and then afterwards you're starving. Right. So right. you go to Seven Eleven, or you go to a gas station and get like beef, like you say, beef jerky and, beef jerky. and, a, and, a, and a hot dog right. that's been sitting out there for and 16 hours. You'd be on the road for like sometimes two weeks at a time and you have to find a laundromat. You, sh- you share one room with like six guys and so you're you're fighting for a bed god i'd hate to be the last guy to use the bathroom in the morning and <laughs> you know in that scenario I mean, really, from the gas like station second food. or third is right yeah right. it's like you gotta be I mean, first yeah. your constitution can't pull that off after a right. certain age like you that's why like <laughs> touring is a young man's game that's why like the old bands like mm. break up or they only do it when they're on like tour buses and mm. or just well, you're by brian Apple. may and you can just fly, fly the yep, jet yeah, yeah. or you're iron maiden you own your own you know 747 yeah. or whatever yeah. and you fly yourself to every city the the best part was uh we had a per diem and so and that was all the money we had it was on, like four dollars a day it was something something like, like that and then, we, and then we, we thought like you know what if we pulled our money together we could get a bag of weed and then get a loaf of bread and some ham and then eat on that. But then we'd have something to smoke. Yeah. So. But then you'd have the weed and you'd need more. Yeah, you'd, you'd need chips. Yeah, you'd be even more <laughs> hungry. <laughs> like they, that wasn't really, that wasn't a yeah. very financially yeah. smart decision. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, well, I mean, here, here I am now. Right? You're also 19. <laughs> I was very lucky to do something like that very young. Yeah, so the three favorite places, mm-hmm. all you know, within yeah. a, sometimes a few feet of each other here. You guys have it made. Yeah. There's also Whataburger, which people care about. Yeah, that's not very good. I mean, so it's better than your McDonald's or your Burger King, mm-hmm. but it's pretty underwhelming. But I have a, now have a new soft spot for the Whataburger because Jimmy mm-hmm. Howard, the mouth of the South, bought me dinner at how, Whataburger last how month. How did you meet him? Okay, so I did the multi... I always mess up this name. I'm sorry, David. The Music City Multicon. Okay. Um, David Kerrigan and his wife put on this. It's a really nice show. Um, you know, it's it's got like 
you know, full of games plus pop culture stuff, mm. comic books and toys. In Nashville. It's in Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. So this year, and it was just last month. It was in beginning of November, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, they did, they, they did the show and they had a bunch of, uh, you know, legend, like wrestling legends. Mm-hmm. So they had, uh, mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Mm-hmm. They had Mike Rotunda, who was like, wow. uh, he was also known as IRS. Um, they had Scott Steiner and they had Ron Simmons, who I work, Ron Simmons worked one of our wrestling shows for one of the two companies I work for. He was one of the nicest guys I ever met, mm-hmm. you know, of a legend. He was awesome. So I got to stay, say hi to him again. Um, so the first night they had a VIP dinner for all the special guests. So I was sitting at, and had dinner with, uh, Ted DiBiase and uh, and Jimmy Hart, mm-hmm. and then farther down the line was Ron and and Steiner didn't go, um, and Mike Rotunda, but they were sitting far, too far away to engage in conversation. But Troy Smith and I um, had you know talked to Ted DiBiase and Jimmy Hart like most mm-hmm. of the dinner because we we're all sitting right next to each other. Right. The next day, like those the, all those guys all left and left Jimmy at the show, and. Um, uh, Brent from the Broken Token podcast goes, mm-hmm. I was talking to Jimmy Hart and he he comes up, he goes, hey, I need to ask you something real fast. Come here. So I walk away from Jimmy Hart to talk to Brent and he goes, hey, somebody told me that like Jimmy Hart wants to go to Whataburger and get something to eat. Well, you know, do you want to take him? I'm like, yeah, I'll take him. Are you kidding me? Like, I don't mm-hmm. even like that place, but I'll go just to hang out with him and, and talk wrestling some more, you know? And so I came back. I'm like, Jimmy, the... I, I hear through the grapevine that uh, you want to get some Whataburger for dinner. And uh, and he goes, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you want me to take you? I'm like, I'll, I'll drive you over there. I got a car. I'm like, he goes, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll even treat because I was just going to, you know, mm-hmm. make Stern pay for it. Sure. And, he's, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, no, baby, I'll treat for you. You're I'm me. like, really? He goes, I would wow. love to. He goes, like, be my honor. I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay. Very so cool. I'm like, so we got in my car. We went to Whataburger mm-hmm. and then he bought me dinner. And he is the nicest guy. Like we're just sitting there, like shooting the shit about mm. just our lives in general, not just talking wrestling. But cool he's asking me about like what I do and mm. whatnot. And then you know, I was we were, I was we're talking about all kinds of stuff. But right. it was like two, you know, it almost felt like two old friends. And I just met him like the night before, and he like nicest guy. And then like so some of the dudes that worked at the Whataburger, like. They recognized him. They didn't know his name, but they knew. They recognized him from right, seeing him sure. you know, on TV or whatever. And Did he like, still have the mullet and the sunglasses? Oh yeah, and, and, and yeah. he had the megaphone. It was in the. Are you he, kidding he me? He left it in my car. <laughs> like he didn't bring it in the restaurant. But yeah, and so uh, wow. And what he ordered with that. And they were like, uh, you know, one one of the workers like, can I get a picture with you? And he was happy to do it. You know, that's amazing. And then, uh, but then they took a picture. They took a picture of the two of us, me mm-hmm. and Jimmy. So and then I posted on my social media. But yeah, he was super awesome. So How cool is I didn't that? really like the Whataburger. It's okay. Uh-huh. Like I said, yeah. it's better than McDonald's or Burger King or right. Wendy's. Who, but, who, I mean, who has the best burger? Oh, well, if it's fast food burger, uh-huh. you got you to distinguish. Oh, okay. It's okay. in and out burger without a doubt. Okay. There's not even a close second. You How know? do you feel about Five Guys? It's terrible. Huh, it's what? Over, it's overpriced, greasy shit. Like, uh, no, and their fries sir. are, their no, fries are there's one, no. like, there's one a half mile from my house and no. I wouldn't go there if you bought it for me. Five guys is an amazing burger. And their fries are garbage. What? Like a greasy those bag are like of slop. The best, those are, are the best fries. They're fresh Wait, cut. You can, you can, uh, oh, email us. The, <laughs> the, the coolest thing I'll we'll say about mm. 
five guys is they've got the Coke machine of the future where you touch the screen and you oh, can yeah. put any flavor together. Anything. Yeah. I would yeah. get raspberry Coke and mm. grape Coke, but yeah. I don't drink pop anymore except at extremely rare circumstances. Right. Birthdays. Not even that. Like oh. if I go to Dog and Suds root beer, which is way out in Gray's Lake, it's about an mm-hmm. hour north of me. They make their own root beer. I'll I'll drink it there. That's about the only time. Yeah. So like now the five guys have nothing for me. Okay. You know, I'm not going to waste a burger on that one. Cause like, first right. of all, we got Kuma's corner. Like, so if I'm going to, we, we talked gonna, about that on yeah, the podcast. And I took you guys it there. was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I took you guys there. We had a burger with chicken and waffles. Yep. And, and that's not like two separate things. That's all together. In the it's burger. all together. Burger, chicken yeah. and waffles. Um, and you're, you're a big Italian meat fan. Thai and beef. Italian, yeah. Italian yeah. meat. Yeah. <laughs> Italian meat, something Ooh. totally different. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah. Different show. That's yeah. a whole different show. Yeah. We're gonna, we have a we have Hugh a place. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, we have a place right down the street here. Yeah. Was Luke's that the, was of that? Chicago. Oh Luke's. yeah. We're gonna try that. So we're I gonna can get see a wet it. a wet sandwich. Yeah, a wet yeah. Italian beef. Uh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it really is like authentic <laughs> or if it's just a total I, work. I can't wait to see what you think. Yeah. Because uh, the locals seem to love it. They, Today they, we saw an ambulance when we drove by. Yeah, that's a little disturbing to me like i'd like to mm-hmm. hope that maybe well you know somebody could have been there eaten there so many times that they got a heart attack you yeah. know yeah i would certainly know things of that nature <laughs> <laughs> so. um we've we've all done uh so many pinball conventions together yeah um can we come up with a consensus of of which one is the best no no, well, I can tell you different, my, right? I would tell you my favorite one is probably mm-hmm. the Texas Pinball Festival because it's yeah. so big mm-hmm. and there's so many fans there. And yeah. they would do the Twippy Awards and they mm-hmm. and they do the whole autograph session. Like they really do it up right. It's a well-run show. It's a really well-run show. It's a night, really nice area that's in. There's an In-N-Out Burger one mile away. Oh. Um, you know, so, but I mean, and the weather is perfect that uh-huh. time of year. I mean, yeah. it's got so there's so much going for it, and yeah. it just draws us a massive crowd. You know, right. And they really treat it like the big deal that it should be, which mm-hmm. pinball is a big deal to us. Yeah. Um, is, is that the biggest show? It is. I believe it is. Yeah. Biggest, certainly the biggest pure pinball show. Okay. Is it bigger than Northwest in terms of number of games, though? Northwest, I feel like, has um, I feel the Northwest it, Pinball and Arcade Show. I feel like they have That's like, tough because the layouts are like one's longer and narrower, but it's like stretches forever. Just TPF, like TPF has like way more booths and, yeah. and like more featured right. people and things, but I feel like Northwest may have more games. More actual games to play. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then, so, but then we were talking earlier about like the people in, in the Portland show and the Tacoma show are very, it's a very diverse and, and cool crowd. It I is, like to go yeah. to Expo because that's where we like to see all of our mm-hmm. industry friends. Yeah. Expo is super fun, even though it's far from my favorite show, but it's the longest running one. And for me, it's like the high school reunion type show. Yeah. Like For me, it's the yeah. industry reunion show. Like I'll see like Ken Fidesna, who was my boss at, at Williams Valley Midway. Like he wow. was the vice president there. Um, I absolutely love Ken and I typically only see him at Expo and once in a while we might get together for lunch in a small group of mm-hmm. us that used to work underneath Ken, you know? Um, but so that's a big deal to catch up with people or guys like David Thiel, who I only see like at the Tacoma show. Mm-hmm. And if he mm-hmm. comes to Expo, you know, right. guys that don't live in the area anymore, but are like colleagues or just mm-hmm. industry friends of mine. So Expo is great for that. I like every show for a different reason, you know, right. and I can't 
and none of the ones I go to, like, they're all great. There's not a bad one in the bunch. But, you know, I like different, but there's different reasons why I like, I think they're great shows, you know. Have you guys done the Houston show? Oh, I love that show. God, what a party. Again, yeah, that's what it is. That one is very unique of like, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's like a game show, a pinball and video game show by day. Then like around dinner time, it becomes like a, it becomes a nightclub. It's a concert. (laughs) So they have, and they have these fantastic artists play. He typically gets a lot of the same ones every year and he Mm -hmm. could do that for the rest of our lives. And that's how Keith Chris. Yeah, Keith, yeah, and he can book the same acts every year, and I will never get bored because <laughs> that Atari Mac guy is a genius. Yeah, and and then the JG and the Robots is really mm-hmm. awesome, and the Harp Twins like they're not my cup of tea, but they're still super entertaining. So cool, they do Zelda music. Yeah, so yeah. they're they're very entertaining. Have you seen them, Rachel? No. Oh, yeah. well, you, I am the one person here who has never made it to Houston. It you was gotta come a this year. This show. year it's coming, and it's gonna be in october this year right okay. so that for me backs it up to where there's three shows in a row i was like houston portland expo hmm. that's the that so i don't know why i moved it a month early this year i'm uh, sorry next year it's not this year yet it just ha- it just happened uh like it last did, month it was yeah. last month yeah, yeah. And i went to it and i had a fantastic i always have a fantastic oh, you time were there. show okay yeah i've gone like that's my fourth time i think so we were in austin when that show was going on we thought about just going over you should have it was awesome yeah we had some friends we were actually um we were excited about playing a a pinball tournament at pinballs in austin (laughs) but i've heard of that place but i've never been to austin They're like 70 machines we didn't ever make it out there but the, the td was in houston so the whole, they they yeah. canceled. Actually, the whole pinball scene was in Houston, so it was just us, and we decided to go to a comedy show instead, which was nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but I, I I really love going to all the shows, mm-hmm. and I go to more now than I've ever gone to. You know, like I think I do about twelve a year. But man, it's it's become one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. of my job. Um, and there, there's just such a because every city. Every one of those shows has such a good community right. around those shows. Like mm-hmm. the crowd is fantastic. I love meeting people and talking to them about the games and answering right. their questions and playing games with them when they ask. Um, that's such a treat for me, you know. Like when, to meet when you first got in the business, were there this many shows? No, there like, was like Expo and California Extreme. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. And, and I never went to California Extreme until I started working at Stern. I always wanted to go, mm-hmm. but I was too cheap to go there on my own dime. Like, I'm like, all right, so I didn't know anybody in the area where I could stay. So I would have to fly out there, then get a hotel, then buy the tickets to the show. Right. And it just seemed so cost prohibitive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they're overcharging, but for, right. you know, for me, and especially in various times, like, that was a it was like a big outlay of cash for me. Sure, and you know I had things I would have rather spend the money on. You know, we all know what those yeah, vinyl exactly. things are, <laughs> and right. you know just my bills and whatnot. Yeah. You know, but yeah, largely records. Um, <laughs> so I didn't go until I went for Stern, and then I'm like, I regret not going all those years before. <laughs> right, you know, because it's that show is awesome. Plus, you know, I love TJ and Ken, so the best part of that show is getting to hang out with them mm-hmm. you know and uh but again and there's so many great games that you only see there yes that one's really special for seeing rare right. unique stuff that's right video and pinball at one time when i was there they had two kingpins side by side yep and i think that year you entered me into uh ken's 
the the world championship. Oh, the Panic Park. Panic Park. You almost died. You, they almost killed me. Yeah, yeah, those people fight over that game. Oh, it was insane. There's video somewhere on, I think, on Marco Specialty's uh, uh, social media. But um, I, I took down the reigning champion. Yeah. And then went into a just an absolute battle with the guy who ended up winning. I got I got second place. Um, but then I, uh, I went to the hotel room and passed out. Yeah. Like he was sweating in a way that made me think he was having a heart attack. Like something was not right. This wasn't just like a normal, I've overexerted wow. myself. It's, mm-hmm. I need to be like horizontal now. <laughs> it, it was, was crazy. Was, was it California extreme where I met the little flippers for the first time? I think so. Well, you know, like the Moretti no, family. No, or was it um, Southern? Fr- I'm sorry. Go-Go oh no, uh, or Golden State. Golden State. Golden yeah. State. All right, yes. yeah. I mean, yeah. that was a highlight because mm-hmm. I love that family yes. so much. Yeah, and uh, so Anna, good. Anna, she's my favorite kid in all <laughs> pinball. Like, I, it's such a fun time to get to hang out with that family. Like at that, the at that show. That one photo, and I don't know who took it. I, I may have taken it, but yeah. where uh, she's taunting you. Oh, that's yeah. This kid. Just, it was so great. It was awesome. <laughs> and then Marco made a banner of her of Anna and me playing pinball and wow. I, I still want them to print me one of those mm-hmm. so i want to hang it up in my basement office right um of like the two of us when she challenged me to a game at one of those shows mm-hmm. for people that don't know anna at the time was maybe six she was six years old and had yeah. a stool because she was only about three feet tall yeah if even that i mean and she was, she was a, and she was a good player and uh, she yep. and she and she is such amazing like character like she was you know, trash talking me the whole time yeah, and yeah. you know really animated when she played and and she beat you and she beat me yeah like yeah. legit yeah, yeah. Not, like yeah. yeah like i tried you know i wanted to throw the match and i couldn't i mean uh-huh. I, I didn't have to like she right right she put up like over 100 million on iron maiden like right. i had to actually work for her and then i yeah. and i didn't it wasn't like i took a dive right and then she rubbed it in my face when she saw me the next time i, I beat you you know I, I, I love that kid that was so great yeah. yeah that was that was a really fun show yeah um, last year was the last year or this year Maybe it was last year. Like she hung out in our booth the whole time mm-hmm. and made me play Switch games with her. Like we were playing like Super Smash Brothers and stuff. How cool! So is that? yeah, it was so much fun. Wow, just to really grow up. Yeah, and seeing like, this, and I hadn't seen her in yeah. three almost. It was like three years cause yeah. we, because because of COVID. Because of yeah. COVID, so mm-hmm. like now she was like nine years old. You know, wow. and then you know I saw her. I saw them twice this year. You know, at the shows, mm-hmm. and. uh you know, it's such, again, it's such a treat, like things like that, like make the job for me, you know, it's like, yeah. I meet this wonderful family and they're, you know, they, you know, Mike and Katie and their mm-hmm. three awesome daughters and they're just such genuinely fun, nice people to be around. Super you know? cool. They, yeah. they just sent us some stuff for uh, tomorrow's tournament. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I don't even know what they it came is. They out and visited. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, they are. They're great people. Yeah, they're if wonderful. You're, if you're I, in the absolutely. area, go to Flipper Room. Go to the Flipper Room. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, they're such awesome people. I love yeah. them. Are you, um, any any shows coming up for you and Stern? Uh, not this calendar year. I'm done. Uh, but mm-hmm. it starts up again in March for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Stern will have a presence at other things that they do early in the year, like right. CES. They always do CES, mm-hmm. right? But I never, I don't get to do that one. But so for me, the next year's tour starts in March. March and there's right. a lot of shows in March. I think I might be doing one every week for the whole month. Wow, good times! Yeah, yeah. You're you're the guy on the road now, on on tour. I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I I always tell like yeah, I tell people like I'm on tour for part yeah. of the year as part of my job. I love it though. It's great. It's exhausting, but it's worth it to me. It's mm-hmm. fun. Um, 
it's a lot of long days, but like I said, meeting the people and, you know, being out there, talk, being able to talk about our games and mm-hmm. the company having that kind of faith in me to go out there and represent the company sure. um, means a lot to me, you know, like they have that kind of trust in me and like they, they value it. So, um, you know, it's, that's, it's a bit, I'm honored to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Good deal. Well, it's getting super late here. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, we're probably, it, feel, it feels like we were just at some gas station <laughs> Del Taco, and now, right? Right. And now here it is, like four hours later. <laughs> we watched a guy get the, probably, the police called on him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's probably time for the wrap up. Uh, I, I think we'll quickly uh, mention the the sponsors of the show, Marco Specialties, who uh, you work with. Still, I work, yeah. I, you know, I yeah. travel with them a n- number of times a year, yeah. and I love them. That's I always refer to Marco as my second pinball family or my. Mm-hmm. Traveling pinball family is how I, I, call, yeah. I, I consider them. So, yeah, yeah I love deal. that group. Yep, love those guys. Uh, check them out at marcospecialties.com. They sell everything pinball. Get your parts and uh, all your... All your you, what was what that new thing you just got? The pin jack. The pin jack. Oh, those things are awesome. Yeah. Like, they brought them to a show one of the shows that we did and I'm like man I need to get some of these Yeah, it's, I, I still it's need to get some of those yeah, we have one you can play with it uh, tomorrow at the arcade and, uh, and and special thanks to Game Room Goodies where they supply us with all of our games and uh, actually weld a lot of parts for us we, yeah. we love those guys and uh, last but not least Stern Insider Connected man we, we love it Insider Connected I love it too yeah and for the I mean I'm sure mm-hmm. all your listeners know that we released the app fairly recently, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. we've been using it, and we've been telling all of our players to use it. It's a lot of fun. And what's really cool is all, all of the time-sensitive missions. Oh, the quests. The quests. Yeah, there's a bunch going on this month. Like, as yeah. we speak, I think there's at mm-hmm. least a couple still running. Um, I got sick and missed out on a big chunk of them because I was too sick to even go in my own basement. Yeah. To fight. Like I missed all seven days of they had Bond. a bunch of cool Bond oh. stuff. Yeah, oh, I we missed were... the whole thing yeah. because I was down with COVID mm-hmm. and I couldn't have the energy to even go to my basement to turn on my yeah. Bond game just to scan it. I'm like, I can't right. do it, you know. Yeah. Um. So I, sadly, I missed out on all those badges. Yeah. Good deal. But so, there, uh, there, but there's a lot of cool stuff happening this month with that. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Check out. Uh, go into the uh, the Apple App Store or the Google. What they call it, the Play Store. Download the I app. Know. I don't know anything about those. Green, you don't know about the, the Google stuff. All the green text f- phones, like <laughs> those are beneath me. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, search uh, Stern Pinball Insider Connected and, and download that app. Create an account if you haven't already and uh, get connected. And make sure you're logging in and, and tracking all your scores and, and seeing how you're comparing to your friend scores. Um, I think we're going to take off. We're going to we're going to get some sleep before the big tournament tomorrow. I think we'll put a uh, five guys versus in and out uh, poll oh, in the Discord. I would so, love to know. Yeah. So join us on Discord. Yep. Um, send us an email at electricbatarcade at gmail dot com. Ask questions for us, yep. Mike. I don't yep. know. We may have a chance to do one more podcast with you before I'll, you leave town. I'll do as many as you guys want. I mean. Yeah, right know, on. Maybe I'll we'll be, do one from the arcade. You guys know where to find me. I'm in the room right across from yours <laughs> in your in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good deal, good deal. Well, uh, thank you for joining us, Mike. It's been an absolute blast.
thanks for having me on again like i said i'll do this anytime with you guys i love you guys mm-hmm. like and i love doing this stuff too so yeah you know, it's a real treat for me right you have the best stories man we thank love you it. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Good I'm sorry my voice is kind of blown out like you know I was sick for a week and then mm-hmm. we've been talking so much like <laughs> right. the last two days I've been yeah. here that I blew out my own what was left of my voice last night when we stayed up way too late yeah. like talking yeah, not, on, uh, not on not on we should have been recording that, we should yeah. record that was that really too. juicy stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah you guys should have heard what I you should have heard what I revealed last night you know? <laughs> good deal alright well thank you for joining us and uh, we're gonna take off and right now the bats are out Mike will show you the uh, the secret handshake yeah Oh, wait, I think we did this at a... Yeah, we did it last really, time. Yeah, we did this before. <laughs> All right, Mike. Yeah, thank That's you. Out. Okay, we're out. Appreciate it. 